about that particular culture is up to you it i have no i have no say in it look man all i'm trying to say is this i do think that there are a lot of interesting things from every single culture and we should all be well-rounded in their practices that's all i'm trying to say all right i i still feel be like inclusive said those, be inclusive those, uh, you six i feel like you bitch. shouldn't have said those words well, be inclusive, you son of a bitch. You no, that's not bastard. what you said. You, that's you exactly what I said. And you some can prove racial it slurs that prove I it. had never even heard of. I, I, That's a goddamn lie, and you fucking know it. I was shocked. Every fucking episode. <laughs> Every fucking time. Oh, God. Okay, let's, let, let's talk about something uh, less controversial. Let's talk about concussions and football. Oh, yeah, that's not controversial. Not at all. Um, all right. <clears throat> hey everybody this is fernando from the rollback podcast and i have my special quote-unquote guest eddie i would like to point out folks that again i am the owner of this podcast i write his checks i'm just fucking saying all right under also C- write checks to whores legally that cannot be proven they were That's gifts man there were gifts. <laughs> Services rendered. I'm sorry. Any fucking way. Oh, my God. I'm going to get murdered. We are reviewing the football classic, Any Given Sunday. And do you know why we're reviewing Any Given Sunday? Because uh, you had never seen it, shockingly. Yeah, that is true. That is true. We I have never seen it. But not only that, it's because we have a sponsor this week. Ladies and gentlemen, the XFL is back for their second season, 2023. This weekend, you can catch the Vegas Vipers playing the Arlington Renegades at 3 o'clock on ABC. Are I'm we kidding. seriously sponsored? Are you fucking kidding me? No. Like, no. Man, they're really reaching. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be watching. I, I do endorse the XFL. I want people to watch them. I want more football. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's fine with me. I mean, uh, maybe we'll go watch a game in April. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but that said, yeah, so this is kind of like a double football week. The Super Bowl just happened. What do you think of the ending real quick before we get into any given Sunday? Uh, from what I watched the end of the game, I knocked out. I got pretty bored. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just if you let a game come down to one play, then you did not do your job. You fucked up at one point in the game. What's called? Um, did you do you know about the very end? One of the last plays that happened. I want to. Say, I know that they said that there was a holding call, but it's that, like that's true. I'm like, hey man, um, you know the rules. If you get caught holding, don't blame the ref. Blame yourself. You're the one that got caught. No, no, not by any, not by any stretch. No, um, and I agree with that too. Uh, what happened? I remember when the Cowboys beat the Lions uh, way back. It came down to one play, and I said, if it comes down to one play, you don't deserve to win. And in the following fucking week, that was the infamous, it was a catch, but it wasn't a catch in Green Bay. And I had to say the Mm -hmm. same thing, like, look, if it comes down to one play, you didn't deserve to win. But yeah. I don't I don't want to highlight one player though. Um was it Sneed? No, I don't remember. It was a Kansas City Chiefs player. He took a knee 
right before at the one minute mark. He could have scored. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and a quick shout out, man. That guy was unselfish, like yeah. putting the team before himself. He's so like, hey, do I want a ring or do I want to score a touchdown and then possibly give Philadelphia enough time to rally back? Exactly. So, like, dude, that is the epitome of a teammate. Like, yeah, that that's an unselfish dude. Um, but yeah. So, uh, speaking of uh, a fake sport like football, we're going to talk about any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. The most '90s movie I think I've ever seen. Right here, right now, right here, right now. Do you get where that's from? No. It's from the end. See the end. Uh, um, Song. game. It's one of those 90 techno songs. Oh, God. Hey, I... <laughs> as much as like they're cliche, they're actually not that bad. There was actually at some point that I was watching this movie and they had like a Mortal Kombat kind of like synth music oh, yeah. going. I think and it's the it, last game. Yeah. And it just jumps out and starts doing like a Mortal Kombat thing. And I'm like, Mortal Kombat. Doo, doo, doo. I don't know. It was funny. But um, again, a Dallas team is the last is the last team that gets played in the movie. I mean, I think that just goes to show how great we were in the 90s, that we were a dominant force in the 90s. I think if this movie was made today, it, it would have to be the Patriots. Oh, and yeah, I mean, that's a compliment. But what's funny is like just seeing this movie on how like it is very 90s, like, for example, like the field. It's not even like a field. It's AstroTurf. Do they not use AstroTurf anymore? No. AstroTurf, like the flat one, the one where it was just all green, no like no beads or anything or artificial grass. Mm-hmm. Like the it, the the field that they play on at the on the last game. Mm-hmm. It's just completely flat. It's like a track surface. Yeah. Shit. Imagine getting tackled on that. I mean, if I'm getting paid a couple million dollars, I'm fine with it. Yeah, but, that also shortened a lot of careers. And they weren't long for this world anyway. Mm. Not going to <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, like that was one thing that was like very throwback because like they weren't even wearing cleats. They're wearing pretty much like track shoes, running shoes. I didn't notice that. Like those are the little things I, I did not know about. Uh I guarantee you most people won't know the difference between AstroTurf and regular turf. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, artificial turf, what they use now is like, it's like grass. It looks like grass. Yeah. Like it's it's rubber. It's like rubber beads and plastic little blades of grass. Uh, but back in the 90s, actually, I think it was like 80, late 80s, early 90s, they developed AstroTurf. And that's where it was just flat. Like it's like you're running on a track. But like, why did they? Why do they favor one over the other, though? Like, I assume turf because AstroTurf can get injured. The, because why not just like have normal a, grass? It was shortening the careers of players. But why like not just use normal grass? Huh? Why not just use normal grass? Too much upkeep, and the AstroTurf made the game a lot faster. That actually makes sense. Yeah, they want the game faster. And I mean, the so game is you're even slinging faster the ball now. like down the field. You're right where your wide receiver is going to go get it because, I mean, that's just how that's how fast they were. This movie, man, it does not shy away from the ugly stuff. That the fucking the opening scene 
is Dennis Quaid getting knocked out of the game and this poor young son of a bitch. Uh, Cap? No, no, Cap is yeah. the one that gets Cap knocked out. Cap is the one that gets knocked out. He's played mm-hmm. by Dennis Quaid. Um, second string quarterback, Tyler, whatever the fuck, gets knocked out. It, so I just remember he's Italian. Tyler Sherbini? Like... Yeah, Sherbini. Sherbini. So they're down to the third string quarterback. Willie I remember Beeman. James Woods is just like Sherbini's hurt. What do you do? Fall off the bench? <laughs> I remember that he's getting he's getting wheeled out. He said, "What the fuck is going on?" James Woods I mean, plays that's a, a dick. Worst nightmare when all your players start dropping, especially the quarterback position. Man, the 49ers must have been having flashbacks when they saw this movie. Not again. I'm just wondering who they are basing Cap Rooney on. I want to say maybe Dan Marino, because this movie came out in what year? 1999. 99? Yeah, that was Marino's last year. Or I I think he retired in 2000, but yeah, Marino's career kind of went this way, just kept getting injured. Wasn't that Aikman's and, problem too? Too many concussions? Uh, Aikman had that problem too. I think he retired around this time. Did he retire too? Was it 2000 2001 when Troy Aikman retired? Let me see. Troy Aikman retirement. But I mean, Cap is pretty much, yeah, Cap is pretty much every quarterback that just feels like they can still do it, but I mean, they can't. No, I mean, that's when you have the, the desire for the game, but Cap kind of has some problems on the back end that his wife talk. didn't help. Hey, dude, I, I told Nikki, the pussy. I told Nikki, I would divorce Sorry, you baby. so fucking fast. Sorry, I'll go back on the field. Like, she fucking slaps him and says, you got at least two to three years left. And he's telling her, like, I my hand shakes when I try to hold a spoon. I'm having memory gaps. She's like, I don't care, stupid. Get out there and throw the football. Like, what a bitch. And then she has the balls to get worried when he gets injured in the last game. Oh, yeah, she's, like, crying. She's like... Oh, 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 no, not Cap. Why I've never messaged. That's a lie. There are a lot of despicable, like, people in movies, but she's up there. Oh, she's a bitch. Oh, God. And then, yeah, so Cap goes down. We get our hot young quarterback in Jamie Foxx. Bet he hasn't heard hot and young in forever. (laughs) And he's pretty much... and. We've seen this play play out before. Lamar Jackson with uh, what's his face? That was the quarterback for Fla- the Falco? Ravens. Flacco, yeah. Flacco, Joe Flacco. Yeah, he sucked donkey balls, and they were like, "We need Lamar in." Yeah, I mean, not just the fact that Cap is white and Jamie Foxx is black. Like it's happened time and time again. Uh, What's his face? Um, Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady. Da- oh, Dak's not as good, but Dak Prescott over Tony Romo. Dak Prescott over Tony Romo. The like young. it's just it's a tale of time. Like eventually you're gonna get hurt, and the young buck behind you is gonna take over. That's what happens to everybody. Technically, Bledsoe and Romo too. Technically, I think. Yeah, Bledsoe too with Romo. He happened to him twice. <laughs> oh man. At least he has a very successful wine company, at least. Yeah. Mm. 
But um, but yeah. So B Willie Beeman gets on the field. Willie Beeman. I don't think they win, do they, or do they lose? I think they lose. Yeah, they fail to win the game, but Beeman's really exciting. And uh, yeah, Amanto. like he's he's running the ball, he's slinging it, like he he's doing a lot. So like, yeah, the owner who everyone pretty much hates is kind of like uh, Cameron Diaz. She play she plays Christina. Pag Pagniacci, she'll correct you. I don't know what her, her fucking the pronunciation is. That is one Italian name. Uh, yeah, Christina Pag Pagniacci. She inherited the team from her dad, who passed away, and she's like rubbing everyone the wrong way because Al Pacino's character Tony D'Amato is just like this very old school football guy, and. Cameron Diaz's character is just trying to go into the new school. And I think that whole like rubbing each other the wrong way, I think that's just natural. I don't I don't think they're trying to make a statement of she's a woman, she doesn't understand football. It's no, she's she's young and she's like, I want to go this way. Well, she the does old- things like trying to kind of swing her dick around. She like, tries to she undermine walks- him a lot. When she goes in the locker room while everyone's changing and like dicks are out. Yeah, that he's just kind of she's trying to show like no, I'm I'm your boss. Like I don't give a shit. Even though it's kind of sexual harassment, but whatever. I mean, it is. I think she is. at one point says, "Don't get soft on me." I yeah, she says that to Jamie Foxx, I think. Yeah. One of the players. <laughs> I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck? Isn't that sexual harassment?" <laughs> I mean, in the 90s it wasn't. Oh, because she's a woman? Hey, How I'm not... dare you? They, they didn't make it a thing in the movie. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying back then it was played for comedy. It was played for That's laughs. That's fucked up. And I... we... Dude, this cast... I mean, I just to throw back to the cast, I mean, it had a really pretty decent cast. Al Pacino, Cameron Diaz, Dennis Quaid, James Woods. Jamie Foxx, LL Cool J, Matthew Modine, Jim Brown, the Hall of Famer, uh, who has probably one of the weirdest names, Montezuma Monroe. I wonder if he made that happen. I'm I'm just curious if James I, was like, I, I need this name. And then Lawrence Taylor is Luther Shark LaVey. He's kind of... Lawrence Taylor in this movie is just... He reminds me of what Ray Lewis was to the Ravens. The heart and soul of the defense, even though he was getting old and couldn't quite, you know, hold up. Not just that, just the physical embodiment of that franchise. That's true. They have their heart in him. But they... Uh, A comedian as the star receiver, Bill Bellamy? Who? Oh, yeah, you don't know who Bill Bellamy is. He was a very hot comic in the 90s. He's a he's one of the wide receivers. He's like, there's a part oh. in the movie where he's like, I'm the greatest that's ever been. Oh, him. That's I him. Thought, I thought LL Cool J. No, he's the running back. Okay, my bad. Um, Terrell <laughs> Owens comes out in this movie too. He has a cameo. Emma Smith yeah. has a cameo too. I think mm-hmm. they got a bunch of football stars like in this. Yeah, they had a lot of cameos in this movie. 
Oliver Stone. Jesus. Oh, fun fact. Well, not so well, funny story, I guess. Um, Aaron Eckhart. So it's like the first week of filming. They just started, but he doesn't have any scenes yet, right? Mm-hmm. So he decides to go, you know, just to visit, like, hey, how's everyone going or whatever. And director Oliver Stone is like, all right, I want you to go out and be a coach. And and Aaron's like, what? Yeah, go be a coach. Go, go, go do something. He starts busting his balls because at this time, uh, Aaron Eckhart, he's he's relatively new. He's green. He's a young kid. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> at Oliver Stone's behest, he goes to the field and, you know, these guys run a drill and they stop like halfway through the drill, like because you mm-hmm. know, stop. And he gets in the face of this like six foot five, 300 pound offensive lineman just screaming and yelling at his face, spit coming out of his mouth. What the hell are you doing? You do not stop until I blow the whistle. What the fuck is wrong with you? Just going off on this guy like crazy for, for a minute until Stone until uh, Stone kind of says, like, all right, we're good. Mm-hmm. And Aaron turns around, like, to say, oh, we're good? Cool. He turns back around and sees this massive lineman who's about to murder him, like, grab him. He's about to kill him. And all the offensive, the other offensive linemen all start laughing their asses off, and they have to separate them and be like, "He's he's an actor. He's an actor. He, it was for the movie." Mm-hmm. And the offensive lineman's like, "If you ever fucking talk to me like that, I'm gonna kill you, and no one's gonna get in between us." Who the fuck do you think you are? Fuck yeah. this movie. I don't give a shit. Like just going off on him. And Aaron's like, "It took every ounce of willpower I had not to piss myself." Mm-hmm. No, I mean. <laughs> football players especially in that and the pros are all about respect and that's a rough one Oof. but yeah there's a lot of cameos like even old school cameos like dick butkus he plays one of the coaches uh we have warren moon playing another coach johnny unitas johnny football playing uh another coach johnny unitas was in this yeah Damn, I did not catch that. This is a weirdly star-studded cast. Yeah. I mean, I'll take it, but yeah, it's a little odd. But um but okay, so the team going forward, they have a Barry Switzer too. I almost forgot about him. Barry Switzer. He's one of the announcers. Yeah. Oh shit. I did not notice that. Oh. What's cool? I'm surprised uh uh Madden didn't make an appearance. Um or maybe it was I too think hardcore. because he was still doing uh, NFL games, and Oliver Stone kind of rubbed the NFL the wrong way with this movie. Really? Oh shit! I didn't know that. Well, oh, because it was too gritty. Dude, he has the the medical guy shooting up the people with steroids and shit. I mean, the NFL doesn't want to pretend like they don't do that. Yeah, they don't. Okay, I think it's right, but. Hey man, if you're trying to portray like a family atmosphere, that's fair. Oh, they did have tra- a, yeah, that shit happening. They t- they did try to tank concussions, so that's fair. Um, but okay, so that said, going forward, the team they need to win. I think at least two of the next three games to make it to the playoffs, yeah. or they're already marked for the playoffs. I think. Um, Al Pacino's character, the coach, who's in his own words, uh, washed oh, up. Hell. Yeah, dude. I mean, he's washed up, failed marriage, strained relationship with his kids. He really he has no one at home. He's an alcoholic. Like he has nothing but this sport. I'm trying uh, to think of who his equivalent would be in the NFL. 
There's no one I could think of off the top of my head. Uh, well, the only one I can like kind of equate him to was the quarter, not the quarterback, the coach for the Redskins, the one that uh, Shanahan. You think so? Yeah, because I mean, he won two Super Bowls with the Broncos, and then like he just he couldn't do it anymore. Like uh, he had drafted RG three, injured him, uh, drafted Kirk Cousins also behind him. Like, he was kind of out of touch. I was going to kind of equate, like, he has a lot of things from different people. Like, he, he has the longevity of a, of a Bill Belichick, but the alcoholism of... Don't, don't forget the hookers. Alcoholic. And the hookers. He did, he hooks up with, with a Elizabeth Saved by the Berkeley. Bell. Yeah, Saved by the Bell. Jesse, right? I'm surprised she wasn't doing caffeine and being like, I'm so excited. It just breaks down crying. <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm banging Al Pacino. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but um, so this movie, you see, and this movie balances a bunch of different storylines. We have Cameron Diaz trying to either move the team or leverage that against the city of Miami for a new stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the NFL tr- is going on in this movie. Oh, they reference the NFL? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, they reference the Dolphins. Shit. Okay, I did not recognize. So they're like a competing football league then? Yeah. Oh, see, I don't remember them mentioning it. I believe you. I just don't remember it. Yeah, they do mention the NFL. Oh, okay. So she's talking about wanting to move the team. She wants a new arena. I mean, she wants a new stadium and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. On her side, the coach is trying to maintain control. Opportunist character trying to maintain control of the team, hold everyone together to make it to the playoffs and hopefully make a run. Yeah. Willie B, who's like, he becomes really narcissistic. Like, he becomes an asshole. Oh, yeah. He gets really full of himself. And he keeps he keeps pulling this card of, like, he never had a fair shake, which I'm a little mixed about because I get it. Like, you fucked up one time. And you get well, dropped in the drafts. He he kind of addresses like the I mean the stigma that still kind of goes on today. Cause I mean the stigma with black quarterbacks. Like, oh, he's he's gonna run the ball. That's all he does. He runs it. He's running back with a quarterback number. Yeah. Um and he addresses it because he says like in college, his coach moved him to cornerback. And he like got his ass whipped. And I think he broke like his collarbone or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and he kind of pretty much is telling Tony. It's the scene where him and Tony are having uh, lunch at Tony's house. Yeah, I remember that. And um, he kind of just like hinting, like, you're just trying to hold me back because I'm black. Because I'm not cap. I'm not a white quarterback. And what's Tony's defense in that? I don't remember him having. I think Tony finally kind of realizes, like, I can't keep treating this kid like Cap and thinking, like, oh, this kid's going to be a pocket passer like Cap. Mm -hmm. He's not. He has he's a dual threat. He can run and he could throw on the on the run. Mm -hmm. So I think he finally, like, kind of starts planning for him because I know Aaron Eckhart is kind of like. The stool pigeon for the owner because yeah. she's kind of like pulling him aside and like, I want you to run these plays for him. Yeah. 
And isn't that also a thing where like um Beeman is changing the plays in the huddle? Yeah. To better suit his style. Yeah. Which I mean, dude, if it's working for you, why are you gonna bitch? But I guess Tony got a Tony. But there's also the the other thing that LL Cool J's character brings up. Because he's like, I need to make my rushing yards or else I don't get my bonus. That's another thing that they mentioned in the movie that I'm like mixed on. Because on one side. Yeah, because it's like, shouldn't you put the team first? But at the same time, everyone wants to get paid. At the end of the day, you get hurt. The team throws you to the side. That's fair. That's why I'm like. um, The one that comes to mind as of recently was. I want to say it was the year the Bucks won won the the Super Bowl. Uh, I think the last game Gronk needed like a certain amount of yards to get his uh, million dollar bonus or his two million dollar bonus. Mm-hmm. And Brady was like, "No, I'm going to stay in and I'm going to make sure he gets his bonus." Mm-hmm. And yeah, Gronk got his bonus. Yeah, that's a bro. That's a but yeah, I mean that's it's a given it's give and take. Like, yeah, you all are a team, but at the end of the day, you have your family to think about. Yeah. Well, I know there's also like in a more recent example of like a uh, someone being like, oh, I'm not gonna risk my health for you. Lamar Jackson, when it came to the Ravens, they were like, Well, oh, you yeah. could you could play with your busted ACL. No, if I no, get injured, I mean no, the the best example of that of a player that did do that that did play hurt and look at him now is RG three, and, and RG three commented on it and he even said like I I I fully support uh, Lamar Jackson I wish I had yeah. been that mature, yeah, because I mean RG three got himself injured to the point that knocked him out of the league, yeah. If- he was wearing knee. He was wearing knee braces on knee braces and like, mm-hmm. ugh. but um, but now so getting back to the movie. So, like I said, there's multiple storylines going on here. We have Tony trying to come to terms with the fact that he has a new quarterback, trying mm-hmm. to plan ahead. He can't treat him like Cap. Cap is going to all the bitch of a boss that he hates. Not, not he only... loved her father. Yeah, hates her. <laughs> But like she even says, like I'm sorry, you're not my uncle Tony anymore. Like you're, I'm your boss. Yeah. And like she's trying to establish dominance with everyone. It feels like she's picking fights. Yeah. Like I, I'm telling you, like there, she does have that mentality of like swinging her dick around because I'm, I'm only assuming because she's a woman in a male dominated sport, so she has to show that she's not gonna fucking back down. Or she's not going to flinch. Well, I feel like they use that against her, though. Because even at one point, I think during the playoff game, uh, the league calls her out and even says, like, we're going to have to have a meeting about you trying to move the team without her permission. Yeah, because she did it kind of illegally. Which, I mean, I got to wonder if she was a dude, would they have called her out? Or would they have been like, hey, man, quit shit? No, because it happened with uh, the Rams. Really? They had to pay St. Louis. Really? Shit, yeah. I don't know about that one. Yeah, they had to pay St. Louis because they didn't do it the right way. Mm. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm against using taxpayer money for any kind of professional sporting event. Fuck you. If you can mm-hmm. afford to have this, you don't need taxpayer money. I'm just saying. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Preach uh, in the choir. Um, 
But that said, so that kind of everything kind of culminates in the playoff game where we get the speech. Oh yeah, uh, Al Pacino's speech is probably one of the most legendary sports speeches. I mean, off the top of my head, I can't really think of one. Uh, I don't know about you, but like a speech. Uh, like as an iconic speech. Oh shit! May- the only one that comes to mind is the one from Independence Day. Yeah, I that's mean, the only other one that I can think of that comes close to this. I mean, it's, for me, it's one of my favorite speeches. Like, I, I just love how raw and real it is. How he's just like, uh, I don't know what to say. Really, three minutes of the biggest battle of our professional lives all comes down to today. Now, either we heal as a team or we're going to crumble inch by inch, play by play till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. And we can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell one inch at a time. And it's pretty true because at the time, like we're they're dealing with Willie Beeman and him getting way over his head. Uh, There's a scene in the director's cut that that. He's at the party at Shark's house. And he's kind of talking shit about the defense. Mm -hmm. And Shark hears it. They tell him. And he goes outside and he cuts his car in half with a saw. That's right. And, like, they hold him back. And he's like, you're going to learn, young buck. Like, it ain't just about you. It's about the team. I mean, I think message was received because he does kind of... He kind of rescinds. He tries to make amends with his girl. He tries to mature a little bit from, you know, going everywhere. But the speech continues. Yeah. Uh, So he's like, now I can't do it for you. I'm too old. I look around. I see these young faces. And I think, I mean, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see in the mirror. You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's part of life. But you only learn when you start losing stuff. You find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that inch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I'll tell you this. In any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that inch. I know I'm going to have... I know if I'm going to have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that inch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. Now I can't make you do it. You got to look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now I think you're going to see the guy who will go that inch with you. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for the team. Because he knows. When it comes down to it. You're going to do the same for him. That's a team gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team. Or we will die as individuals. That's football guys. That's all it is. Now what are you going to do? Fuck, I got shit. Even with that reading, I still get a little chills. That that's a fucking speech. And I mean, 
it's what they needed. And a lot of times people think, oh, they're professionals. They don't need these speeches. Oh, I mean, you never know. I mean, granted, like, it's not like that in the NFL. Like, for example, when the Pats were down uh, 23 to 8 with the Falcons, uh, everyone was like, was there like a great speech that Belichick gave in the locker room? And they were like, no, like he was just kind of like, we can come back from this. And they did. They, I mean, I wouldn't have expected Bill Belichick to give a speech. He's not much of a talker, I think. No, he is. I mean, from the Bears' perspective, he fucking he's pretty funny. Like he shit talks, he bullshits with the boys. Really, like, shit. Yeah. I, th- I thought just, he doesn't like the press. I always imagined he was um, kind of like in Moneyball. You know, uh, Brad Pitt's character. How he's a little disconnected from the players, so it's easier to cut them or make those decisions. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's like that too. Like he's not gonna be like all buddy buddy because I mean, at the end of the day, he's the GM and the head coach. He has to make the tough decisions. Mm. I wonder if he ever feels bad or if it's just like that's part of the business. That's just part of I mean, I'm sure he feels bad. I'm sure no one likes to be the bad guy, but you got to do what you got to do. So the the big game starts, the the final act. Mm -hmm. Rooney is back at starting quarterback. He's taking a fucking beating. Oh, yeah. Cap is getting his ass whipped. It's ugly. Like, I feel bad. My ribs hurt. Um, but at the very end of the first half, they're down. He manages to score a touchdown, but he oh, pulls yeah. a... A Brett Favre. Was it a, Was it Brett Favre that pulled that move? No, uh, John Elway. It was a John yeah. Elway. They were playing the, the, the spin, right? The plane? Yeah. yeah. So he, he, goes for the, he goes for the run, and he gets hit in the air, and he spins. And, yeah, that happened to John Elway. Uh, I want to say the first Super Bowl he won. Because he won two. Uh, The helicopter spin. It is number 13 best play. Oh, yeah. The dive. Super Bowl 32. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, man, that was brutal. And Rooney, he can't. I mean, yeah, he can't continue. And this whole. He's he's out. But the whole. And then uh, Cameron Diaz's character comes out in the locker room to bitch out Tony. (laughs) And like. uh, Jamie Foxx kind of saves his ass. Yeah. Because he's like, he already told me he's I'm going in. Yeah. It's like she was going to go fight to the death, like to make sure that he sends in Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Well, there's also this great moment, though, between Rooney and Tony, where the whole movie, Tony's kind of like, you're my quarterback. You're my guy. We've been through this. You're like, you know, we are battle hardened. We've been through yeah. this shit, but I got you. Um. And the whole time, Rooney's kind of like, I want in, I want in. And finally, Rooney's like, it I'm was out. a good ride, right? And Tony's like, yeah, I thank you for everything. But I'm out, yeah. you know. And that's a nice moment, man. I, I hope I, I hope coaches feel that way towards their players as far as, like, caring about their well-being, you know? I mean, especially when it comes to a player that's been there, like, through the good and the bad. And it's the same way, like, Brady and Belichick. Like even Belichick came on Brady's uh Sirius XM show. And yeah, he was huh. talking about how like uh, like when he would chew out players, he would chew out Brady. Shit, I want to I want to pay to hear that. I look it up, dude. Any every player says it. Like they're like even Brady got chewed out in meetings. No, but I want to know uh, what, how did he get chewed out? Like I want to know what Belichick said. 
Like like he would pick apart like his bad plays. Like any player. Like he wasn't there to like be like, "Oh man, you're so great." Like no, like he would pick him apart because he was because if you're not picking apart your star player, it sends a message. Like if he's going to pick apart the guy that's taking him to the Super Bowl five times or four times at that time, he's going to fucking rip you apart. You know what? Fair enough. Fair. Oh, shit. There's him getting in arguments with assistant coaches. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Um, so Willie Beeman's in, and the team kind of finally starts to rally behind him. Beeman says, I'm sorry before. That was another guy. I'm here now. We yeah. got this. He's and like, him, the dick. Yeah. Um, but no, him and LL Cool J and the white, like everyone starts clicking and the defense starts clicking. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when we get the Sharks big play. Oh, wait, real quick. James Woods gets fired because oh, yeah. he was trying to hide the player's health issues. Yeah, he was hiding uh, the player's health issues. Uh, James Woods gets fired. Matthew Modine uh, takes over. And then there's a part where he has to do some shady shit. The the shot, right? Yeah, with Shark. Yeah. He's like, come on, Doc, give me another shot. I need He's it. Like, so I already gave one. you one. And he's like, come on, please. And <laughs> yeah, he he runs into the same thing that James Woods ran into. And he like, like yeah, you want to be all ethical, but when it comes to these guys and this money, like sometimes your ethics just goes out the window. I mean, wasn't he hiding the fact that his neck didn't heal properly? So one really bad hit, he could die. Yeah. Yeah, with Shark. Yeah. Um, and he has this big defensive stop, but he goes down. And, oh, yeah. and it's scary because you're like, is he dead? Yeah, you're like, is he dead? Like, in this but... movie, like, if if a film was going to kill a football player, it would have been this movie. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like, he gets hit nasty, and he's just on the floor. And eventually, like, he's like, he's like, they stop him. He's like, don't <laughs> drop me. I'm worth a million dollars. Man, that's fucking nuts. Um, and, but I think it's almost poetic that, like, the heart and soul of the defense and the face of the franchise cap both go out in the same game. Like, they're yeah. done. There's something poetic about that, I think. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you give all your life and eventually the game is going to outgrow outgrow you no one is safe from that i mean even brady proved it like brady lasted for as long as i think a quarterback could ever last let's see i'm kind of curious longest player ever in the nfl i think it was uh benetary top 10 players with the longest careers brady i think might be number one Favre is tied with a few other guys oh brady's only number only number six mm-hmm I got to imagine it has to be a kicker. Yeah, it is. But Morton Anderson, he played. Nah, that can't be right. He played from 1982 to 2007. Dude played 25 oh, wow. years. Damn. Uh, but who's the longest running quarterback? Oh, quarterback is Brady, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Dude, everyone's kickers and punters. Oh, wait. No, the longest is George. Blanda, quarterback, played 26 years. 
God damn. Yeah. How, what years? Uh, he played 19... Well, that kind of explains it. He played 1949 to 1958, took a year off, came back 1960 to 1975. Oh. Jesus, though. My God. And then number six is Brady. But I kind of feel like he had probably had the most decorated career of any of them. Well, it's also like the most modern because, I mean, yeah, back then, I think it was easier. I don't think the schedule was as rough. Well, like, look, of the top nine, seven of them are kickers. The only two uh, quarterbacks are Brady and that other guy. And Blanda. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, kickers last forever. That's insane. Damn, maybe I should teach my son to be a kicker. Well, that's the easiest way to make money in the NFL. And, and you, we will call him the leg. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, both of them go out. The game comes down to seconds. I think it's like, what, 30 seconds, the last, like, sequence? Not, not even. I think it's 13 seconds. They go to Comanche. Yeah, they, like, the seconds count down, like, in such dramatic fashion. Like, you see, like, the light bulb going off slightly and then turning on. Yeah. And they, they come down to, like, I think 13 seconds. They're able to run two plays. One is Kamachi. They get within, like, shooting distance or within mm-hmm. running distance. And then I think they run, like, a quarterback draw or quarterback sneak. Uh-huh. With uh, Fox. I think he pulls what uh, Tony pulled. Because, like, there's, like, a weird flashback sequence of, like, young Al Pacino jumping yeah. with the ball. Um. So we get that. Willoughby they scores. Win. They win, but you quickly they see that they in the playoffs. Well, you quickly see that they lose the next game to San Francisco, yeah. thirteen to thirty-two. Yeah, and then the most satisfying, like epilogue, yes, ever. Yeah, you, they you talk have, us through it. You I, talk us through it. I'm like, I'm trying to remember if I noticed that the first time around. I don't think I did. I think I noticed it like maybe like my fourth time watching it ever. Uh, but yeah, they have a press conference announcing Tony's retirement, um, or leaving the team. He's leaving the team. Aaron Eckhart's getting promoted to head coach, and uh, Tony uses this press conference to announce that he has become the head coach for the newest expansion team out of Albuquerque. And he's his first signing is Willie Beeman. Oh man. <laughs> And Cameron Diaz just smiles as angrily as possible. Yeah. And then we have that one reporter, the one that Tony, like, pushed. Yeah. He's kind of just laughing. Oh, man. It's such a fucking sad... After giving him so much shit and driving him through a wall. I mean, that is just one big middle finger to your boss or former boss. That might be the most cold-blooded thing I've ever seen in football. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Oh. That yeah, that ending is just something else. Um, what did you think of this movie? Because you, I mean, you've never seen it. I I've only ever seen the speech. I've seen the speech like a million times before I ever saw this movie because uh-huh. it always comes up on YouTube. But it was the most '90s, over the top '90s movie I've ever seen, and it freaked me out because I'm like, this can't be the way football really is. But when you really think about it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, the way these characters act, narcissism, larger-than-life personalities, the way oh, yeah. they have to be, like, 
how brutal the sport is. It's the most might be the ugliest look at the most ugly but real look at football since concussion. Like until concussion would happen. I mean, granted, I'm sure it's a lot exaggerated, like the parties and shit. I'm pretty sure that's not how it goes. But I mean, like, you've heard some stories, some crazy stories about college football players. I gotta imagine the NFL's worse. I don't know, dude. It's because it's a lot more money. I'm pretty sure like these guys are a lot smarter with their money. No, oh, sir. Have you seen the, the 30 for 30 documentary broke? Well, it was back then. I think now because like they've oh, seen no. those. Yeah. Like players now are a lot more <laughs> conscious about like their Social money. Media. But yeah, the, I mean, I'm sure like that was a thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. like the NFL kind of distanced itself from this movie. They were like, we're not really endorsing it because it makes us look bad. I didn't, you know, I believe it though. I, I didn't know that the NFL even gave a shit, but I believe it. Yeah, that explains they, why they they like draft day so much. It makes them look so amazing. That I've never seen that movie, and I never want to. It's. I I think the reason why is because the main team it centers around is the Cleveland the, Browns. The and most, I'd rather see the Browns <laughs> where they belong, the toilet. You know, I so badly want the Browns to make it to the Super Bowl. They've no, been... they need to continue the tradition of them sucking for future generations. No, but, like, look, man, they've been the punching bag for so long. I feel like they deserve it. Like, I just want to see them win. Mm-mm. Like, no. it, it, like Also, it... Ohio, uh-huh. trash state. Ohio, stupid. Wow, Fernie. Wow. What do you think of LeBron James? Oh, you, you want to know what I think of LeBron James? Oh, oh God. Okay. I think he's a prima donna. I think he's a fucking idiot. I think any guy that's tooting his own horn saying I'm the best player ever, you're not. Because your peers call you the best player ever, not yourself. No one gives a shit what you say. That is the most honest thing I think I've heard about LeBron. Fair enough. It's because... The reason I don't like him is because, for me, I I know it's stupid. I know like it goes against what I say about players getting their money. But there is something to say about staying with a team your entire career and building that team up with the coaches, with the personnel. And LeBron never did that. He went where the money was good and... They would bring in talent. He went to the Heat, couldn't win with the Heat anymore. He went to Cleveland, couldn't win with Cleveland anymore. He went to Los Angeles. Like, Mm. he just tugged tail and ran. You know, part of me is, I agree with you. Part of me disagrees with you. Like, like, no, yeah. Part of me disagrees with me too. Cause, like, I'm like, I mean, if, if they paid him more money, then go get your money. Well, part of me is also like, I can't blame someone for wanting a ring at any cost. Hmm. Part of me is like, I understand. I wouldn't, I don't agree. For me, it bothers me when they start throwing him into the greatest of all time conversation. You don't think there's an argument that he is? He's a great player. But to say that players like Magic Johnson or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Michael Jordan like don't 
come in first, I would say that's wrong. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to stick with the same argument that I say with when it comes to like uh, Tom Brady being the GOAT. I don't think there is one just because of different time comparisons. You can be the greatest of your generation and I'll like, you know, hands off, like fair enough. But I think, I don't know if LeBron would have survived the physicality of like the eighties when they could beat the shit out of you on the court, but I don't know if those guys could keep up with him now for the speed. Oh so, yeah. There's, there's double edged shorts and everything. Like yeah. the NFL players, like the old one saying, all oh, these new guys couldn't play with us back in the day. Yeah, you probably couldn't play with them either because they're faster, stronger, and bigger than you. Exactly. So, like, there's... Uh, I Like, Nick Bosa <clears throat> would fuck up the 70s Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. No, they're... Maybe not the early 90s, but the 70s probably. Yeah. He would fuck up their O-line. You put know. in the best players from today... Like prime players, like a prime JJ Watt, a prime uh Indomitian Sue, a prime uh Nick Bosa, just everyone in their prime against the primiest of primiest 70s players. Mm-hmm. I'd take today's game over any day, Who's they the... will fuck them up. It's just it's evolution. Mm-hmm. Who's the team that they said had, was the best team ever assembled? Was it the 85 Bears? I mean, the 85 Bears, not so much because it was their defense that did everything. Their offense was okay, mm-hmm. but it was the defense that was the best. Stack the 85 Bears defense versus fucking Mahomes tomorrow. Who do you think uh, could take it? Depends on the rules. Ah, that's true. You're right. Rule changes also make a big difference. You Back then, again, you could beat the shit out of the quarterback and take his wallet oh, on the field. Fucker, you farted. Move. <laughs> Is that diesel? Oh, damn. <laughs> my shit, dude. <laughs> oh. Folks, if you have a dog, if you don't have a dog, you don't know how bad a dark dog fart smells. Fuck. <laughs> One time Ace farted under the covers. And we didn't we like there was a delayed hit, so when it finally hit us, it just smelled it bad everywhere. He Dutch ovened you? <laughs> yeah, we didn't know. His farts have been so bad that they've woken up Nikki. He's like, ha ha, you lose. <laughs> no, one time I heard his little, like, it was Aww. deathly quiet. <laughs> oh, man. But we should probably talk about the movie a little bit. Uh, a little bit. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> this movie is a very sort of raw way of looking at like professional sports mainly the nfl mm-hmm. like i wonder how like how accurate it is how like if there is parallels to like stories that were never told that were just like kind of held back like i'm mm-hmm. curious on how how authentic it is mm-hmm. man we should interview an nfl player just to find out but an nfl player from the 90s I mean, there's plenty of interviews. I mean, look at Michael Irving's interviews. Oh man, he said he said one story about I think no, someone said a story where Michael Irving stabbed someone. Yeah. For because they didn't get out of the chair for a haircut. Yeah. It was like he it's a haircut. Irving. It's a fucking haircut. I know, yeah. I know. The ego, but like 
don't be an asshole. I don't know. Also I like did mountains of blow. That's true. I don't know how we're so healthy right now. Money. Actually, that's a lie. Money is why you're so healthy. Exactly. I, I heard I heard a story once. And where... the Eagles for cutting his career short. Uh fair. And he uh, got cheered out of the, <laughs> out of the for, stadium. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles booed uh, Eagles. They booed Dak Prescott when he got given the Walter Payton Manning of the Year award, whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck you. You deserve to lose after that. I mean, hey, at least they keep it real. That's fair. I, I, I hate the fans that are like, you know, it's like kids today, dude. Kids today. Their fucking thing is, oh, well, my favorite team is this. My second favorite team is this. And then my third favorite team is this. Like, no, you have one favorite team. <laughs> That's it. You live and die with that team. <laughs> Ride or die. But I do want to say it's mostly thanks to the NBA that players move around so easily and they get paid all these all fucking shit ton of money that kids are like, well, now I'm a fan of this team. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this much. Uh, Nikki's brother Robert, he's not. He doesn't. He's not a fan of a certain team. He's a LeBron fan. So wherever LeBron's at, he'll follow. Yeah, him. like see, he's there's a loyalty. Your generation, but there's loyalty to a player rather than the team. I don't but, think that's bad. But that's with the NBA. For mm-hmm. me, I could give a shit about the NBA. NFL, mm-hmm. you have one team. You live and die with that team. Well, yeah, because the careers are so short. You can't follow a player. Yeah. Like one season, he's a starter. The next 10 seasons, he's a backup. I mean, I followed Brady. I got a Bucks jersey, Super Bowl Bucks jersey. That's fair. Yeah, but Brady's the exception to the rule. How many quarterbacks like stay good for more than five years? Not many. Mm. But um, that said, what are your final thoughts for this movie? Like, what are what are, what's your final like walk away final from this film? Thoughts. This movie is definitely a period piece. It's a '90s movie. Um, because yeah, you can really tell like the differences between at least the '90s, the 2000s, 2010s, and so on and so forth. Um, for me, I love this movie. I. Uh, as a fan of sports movies, like for me, the goal of a sports movie is to make you feel something like whether it's to make you be like, I'm going to run through a fucking brick wall right now or fuck. Yeah, let's go. Like if it can make you do that just by watching a fake movie, then it's done its job. And for me, this movie does its job in, in spades. Mm-hmm. Agreed. This and the good thing is, is like I thought the speech was the only good thing about this film. No, the movie's actually pretty good too. Yeah, it's the standout scene, but like the whole movie is great. No, yeah, and it's people kind of like dismiss it, like oh, it's because it's a sports movie. Like, no, if you've seen a bad sports movie, they're bad. Yeah, like no, like when you can get that just right point of time with a sports movie. You're good. Agreed. Um, what would you grade this movie? Uh, I'd, I'd give it a five. Five out of five. A perfect score. 
Yeah. Oh, that's rare from you. It's rewatchable as hell. Like from beginning to end, it's a perfect cable movie because if it's on cable and it's just on, like there's really any part where you could be like, oh, it's this part. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching. Yeah, fair. I would that's right. This movie used to be on all the time on like AMC. Yeah. I forgot about that. Honestly, yeah, AMC, TNT, like on the whole time. I agree. I would get honestly, man, I would give this movie an A. Like it is very rewatchable. Like I I'll will I will see it again. It puts yeah. you in a football mood. For me, it's definitely top sports movies caliber. I agree. I don't know if it's the best sports movie ever, but it's up there. It deserves to be in the conversation. Uh, Definitely one of the best football movies. Definitely one of the best football movies. Yeah. This one, Any Given Sunday. I mean, Any Given Sunday, Friday Night Lights, um, Longest Yard, Adam Sandler's version. As much flack as it gets, the football in that movie. It's good. It's one of my favorites. Hell yeah. No, The Longest Yard is a great movie. Yeah. Like, this movie, definitely top-tier sports movie. No doubt about it. It's rewatchable as all hell. Like, great movie. All around. Yeah, sounds good. Well, folks, you have it here. You heard it from the horse's mouth. Eddie and Fernie both agree. Any given Sunday, top-tier. And with that note, we shall end this podcast. This was your review for Any Given Sunday with me, Fernie. And my special guest, Eddie. Your boss, bitch. This is Fernie and his boss, Eddie, reviewing special Any boss, Given Sunday. Aren't you? You're so special. I will burn down your whole fucking complex if it means taking you out. <laughs> and yes, this was your review of Any Given Sunday. Catch us at the rollback where you get all your rollback needs. You can check us out on YouTube, Google, Apple, anywhere you get your podcasts. We are there. We try to put out podcasts every Saturday or every Wednesday. Um, yeah, but that is it. This was your review of Any Given Sunday. Let's cut it.